Welcome everybody. This is BMP Weekly episode 210. It is 15th of May. Uh, summer is here. Yay! In the Northern no, Hemisphere. Not. Okay, fine. At least in, in Finland. It went away from cool. here to you. Because like, yes. uh, last weekend we had like 21 degrees plus. I don't know what is that in Fahrenheit. But it's it was warm and sunny. Yep. And now it's down to 12. I think we like, hit 25 yesterday. So. Oh, there so. you go. There we go. So, sorry. Give it back. Sorry. My bad. Give it now, back. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. In the PMP Weekly, I always talk about the latest on the weather uh, and uh, around Microsoft 365 and <laughs> community and articles. And we have a visitors in place as well. My name is Cesar Yuvonen. I'm a principal product manager in Microsoft 365 platform. With me as a co-host is... Hey, everybody. My name is Valik Mastegas, and I'm cloud developer advocate for Microsoft 365 at Microsoft. Excellent. And today we can actually talk about a bit about the cloud advocates, actually quite a lot about cloud advocates and what they are and what they actually do. So Gary Trinder is joining us uh, for a, a discussion about the cloud advocate, while that you're closely involved as well. Correct. Correct. So without further ado, how about we jump into the interview? Sounds good. Rhymes. Excellent. Thank you, Gary, uh, joining us once again on the BMP Weekly. You've been here a few times, uh, but uh, it's good to have you on the show again. And, and let's talk about what's happening next next month and next week, uh, which is a cool thing. Before we go there, can you do a recap who you are and what do you do for a living? Uh, sure. Yeah, I've been on here a few times. The first time I actually froze midway, so hopefully that doesn't happen uh, again. Um, but was yeah, it you or was it Teams? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Could it be? Could it be? I could just, you know, do my mime kind of impression. Um, but um, yeah, hello everyone. My name is Gary Trinder. I am a cloud developer advocate at Microsoft. I'm based in the UK. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. Quick and easy. Excellent. Can, can can you also recap on, on what exactly is Cloud Advocate and how do you get to be a Cloud Advocate? Because I, I think every now and then we get a lot of questions related on that and people are so confused because I'm a PM and then we have engineers and then we have Cloud Advocates and who are they? What do they do? Well, yeah. we've got many other roles too. We've got PMMs, we've got end-to-end PMs, we've, Absolutely. we've got many different roles. So it's like... Yeah, yeah, but, you, but how do you get to be a cloud advocate? What does it actually mean? Um, you apply for a job, you get interviewed, <laughs> and then you are a <laughs> And then you figure it out as you're going along, right? That's kind of uh, yes. the well, way. That's uh, the, yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, developer advocate. So I guess um, you know the role that I have is working with the community, working external to Microsoft, working internal within Microsoft, and kind of advocating on both sides. So working with uh, product groups, engineering teams, um, with uh, dev tooling. So obviously my focus is Microsoft 365 and uh, Microsoft 365 development, and, and and kind of you know advocating on behalf of Microsoft of uh, you know tooling that we might be uh, creating to make developers' lives much easier than it currently is. Um, but also on the flip side is listening to the community, listening to the feedback, and then advocating on behalf of the community inside Microsoft as well. Yeah. So we have this kind of cycle, if you like, that, that, we, uh, that we, we go through. So we might go out into the community and talk about new things um, and you know, your reaction of, yeah, actually, this is really, really cool. And, um, you know, can it do X and can it do Y? Or, well, actually, I don't quite get it. Or, you know, are, are we missing the mark? And, you know, both 
positive and negative feedback are things that we're actively going out to seek so that we can then have those discussions um, internally with the product groups um, and, and the engineering teams that, that actually build these tools as well. Um, so, you know, if you're speaking to an advocate and you're kind of giving feedback, know that that's that's coming back directly to the teams who are, are working on these products and we we spend a lot of our time daily uh time working with these teams um as well and understanding you know um their thought processes and then including well you know community is maybe struggling with this um maybe can we can we make this this easier uh for them what plans have you got um you know on that side as well as you know making people aware that these tools actually exist as well, right? There's yep. lots of tools um, yep. that you can use. There's tools from Microsoft, the tools from community um, as well. Um, and yeah, we do our best to obviously share that message and and, and help everyone. And um, you know, we're, first and foremost, we're developers anyway, right? So we're still building on, on the platform and coming across the, the uh, same potential issues that, that you're coming across in, in your day job um, as well. Um, so, you know, we, we wanted to make things a much smoother experience and, and, and better all, all around. And, and, and to do that, we have to have this this feedback loop, uh, which is where, you know, developer advocacy uh, really sits. Yeah. And I, and it's a, it's, it's a super valuable role because, again, it's, it's not like many of the PMs and engineers, especially those who are located that's that's wrong. Location doesn't actually mean a thing, but they don't actually have a time necessarily to collect this feedback. So therefore, we need to have different people uh, collecting the feedback and advocating the, the work what the engineers and PMs are doing because they need to also focus on delivering. So, and it, and of course, it depends on the organization how things are working. But that's that's, there's a clear like a need for cloud advocates for sure. So, yeah, when you think about the opportunities that you, you know you get to speak to, uh, kind of like people in the product groups and engineering, you might have a few opportunities throughout the year. If you're an MVP, uh, we've got the MVP summit. Obviously you've got the conferences, so we've got build coming up as as well, where you can have a, a you know, where kind of the new announcements are coming out and, and these new features are, are, are being um, announced. Uh, you have those points, but like you say, during the months in between, it's focusing yep. on on delivering, right? And, and you yep. can't, you, you can try and spread yourself uh, across all of these things, but you know, um, it, end of the day, delivering <laughs> a good product is is key, right? Um, sure. And and yeah, we we obviously can help uh, teams kind of with the the edges. We can help technically, but we could also help on like things like documentation. Okay, you've built something, but how do people use it? And is it easy to use? Or do you have you know? 25 steps that you've got to go through before you you get there um, and then how can we work together to identify those uh, kind of pain points and go actually you know can we make this this easier and then we start yeah. those discussions um, uh, on the back of that um, so yeah it's, it's very interesting and for sure maybe also to add to that like an, another aspect of our work is, is to look beyond a product right because like uh, devs don't work with our tools in like they 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 don't only use that one thing like they build a project right and like one product from us is just one of the many things that that, that they use in chain sure. and especially realizing that bigger scope and this end to end flow 
that is really where we fall into, you know, the gray areas when one product meets the other because maybe they aren't designed to work together. Maybe they haven't been tested. Maybe the experience isn't really optimal. So that is also a big focus for us because we are exposing our work to this end-to-end flow. Like, hey, I have an idea and I want to go all the way down to having a working app. With all the different steps going through, you know, different samples, repos, discovering, ideating how I can put my idea into uh, a reality, right? Like how how I I can translate an idea into code, which tools do I need, which SDKs, which versions, how do I set things up? So all of that is is also a part of uh, our work to ensure that that is really an optimal experience and then communicate that back to product groups like, hey, your thing might work perfectly on its own, but in combination with these three things, it's not optimal. So kind of bringing yep. that end-to-end awareness to product group two. Yeah, yep. a perfect example is that is kind of like you come across, oh, well, you know, I'm building an app, so I need auth, and you're automatically exposed to Azure AD, and, and the auth flows there, then you've got graph, and you know, you're looking, they're, they're, they're separate things, but you have to use them together um, as well. So it's like, you, you know, straight away you're almost like okay the complexity has just got you know uh, a little bit higher and you're dealing with different concepts as well rather than just you know i'm writing a bit of code um yep. and it's how how is that experience seen are you okay i need to do off therefore are you just in ad docs <laughs> with with yep. nothing related to, to what you're actually trying to achieve um so yeah those kind of like end-to-end samples or tutorials as well um which you know we would get in and and and, and potentially create either through formalized like learning paths as well or it might be a blog post so yep. um i think the other the other side of it is most advocates they're very different we're doing similar roles, but we approach things in different ways. So you might see advocates that are, you know, comfortable doing video. You might see advocates that are comfortable doing uh, blog posts. Others, I'm going to go write a book. You know, it, it, there's no, there's no kind of like playbook here of if you do, you know, X and Y and Z, and you know, you've 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 done and you've you've finished. It's it's all different for different audiences um, as well. Um, you know, there's the whole TikTok side of things as well right <laughs> that that people can explore um as well so it, it is a really interesting uh role of okay what mediums can we use as well to get the message out um that it's so varied it's kind of mind-boggling it's the uh, so it's... how far away are we from seeing gary trinder doing a dance on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to get me doing a dance on Teams first. <laughs> we can do this. We can do this. So oh, you just yeah. stand now and do, you know. <laughs> oh, some say there are blooper reels on some of the videos that we do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that may may get out there one day. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's coming back on the on the versatility of the role is is actually interesting, and especially in Microsoft, it that actually applies also for engineering roles and PM roles, which is it's not like there's an explicit book of this is what you're expected to do. It's it's more an adjusting on the need of the organization and the product and services and all of that. So um, I'm a good example of a PM who looks more like a cloud advocate rather than a PM. So because of the, the work what I do, but again, then there's, it, it's an interesting um, it, that there is no, let's say a explicit list of things. This is what you should be doing. No, 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 no. In many roles, you define the role and you define the success points and you define the the ways of um, implementing that which which is actually kind of nice as well 
give some and flexibility. To, uh, clarify that for external folks, like yes, we have you know a role book where it describes kind of the areas of work and what is expected of you. Sure. But there is like beyond that, like that, that is more like like a guideline, a direction, and basically that gives you an a range of areas of work, and basically within sure. that, you're responsible for filling it in the way that is authentic to you, that makes sense for the your team, your org, and so forth and so on. So it's like yep. you will get a direction, but within that, it's basically up to you to uh, translate that into the actual well, activities that are a part of your work. True. Now, Gary, how do you get to be a cloud out of a game? What, what does it mean? Some, what are the prerequisites to get to be a when cloud advocate? I was advocate? six, I, I got a set of crayons. I want to be a cloud advocate <laughs> in Microsoft. And then how All do we get back? There? Way back. Yeah, I mean, it, way, it's an interesting one. Um, because I guess, you know, certainly from my point of view, advocacy with Microsoft 365, it, it feels very new. Obviously, there's been advocacy kind of all up in lots of different areas, but M365 True. was kind of pretty new to me. And I think the closest that I could kind of relate to that role would have been being out in the community, being a speaker, um, being an MVP, um, you know, doing it even open source, right? It's still part of that, that advocacy side where you're working with uh, people who are using a tool, getting feedback, you know, okay, what are we going to focus on on next? Um, yeah. And those are things which, you know, I'm really thankful that I've been part of the community for for so long, back in kind of when I started with SharePoint, going to, you know, the, the old SharePoint Saturdays events, kind of getting, you know, an understanding of the uh, the SharePoint community, the developer community, uh, there sharing things uh, in user groups. Then, obviously, as time went on, we started to scale up, and now we've got community calls where anyone in the world can can join and and you know request to speak and and share. So, over time, I've been doing that anyway, and 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 kind of building up, I guess, these skills that also helped me in my old role as a consultant. Like I'm going out to customers and I'm talking to people and I'm trying to explain things to them in a way that they can, can understand as well. So that would be technical and non-technical. Um, so after years of being in consultancy and doing these things, you kind of start to look and go, okay, it's the life outside. And one of the things was, was advocacy. Uh, and it, it kind of, I looked at it and went, well, this kind of ticks a lot of the boxes of a lot of things that I've been doing in my job, but a lot of things I've been doing outside of my job as well as kind of like the fun things of, you know, going to conferences and stuff like that. Um, and it was kind of like, well, I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, why not? Um, and Thankfully enough, uh, it was all successful and, and, and I landed the role. Um, yep. But, you know, I think those kind of skills, if you're looking to be um, an advocate, is, um, you know, learning those skills, understanding the community as well, what the pain points are, um, you know, and, and where people uh, actually hang out as well um, in, in your community. Um, and, and having, I think, a really flexible approach to to your work um every week is different 
<laughs> every month is different um which if you like that and you like that kind of yeah there's always something new to to get into then it, it's it's a great role if you just want to do the same thing all the time it's it'd be just chaos <laughs> um certainly um because we're always experimenting we're always going okay we'll do this and did it work and you know what can we measure and okay we've done something and some good things, but how can we make it even bigger um, as well? Um, you know, those kind of, I guess, thought processes as well um, really kind of help you in, in the role where you just, yeah, we're constantly experimenting, trying new things. Um, yeah. And not being afraid to do it uh, as well. Um, you know, people kind of like, Oh yeah, I'm scared of going and speaking and things. It's like, you, you've just kind of got to do it. <laughs> True, but I think just try. So I, I guess that's part of the, the let's say growing after the role and and having that experience of being a consultant as well. Because I say mm -hmm. as one of the key experiences being a consultant is that well you just need to deal with the situation. So and that that's something what you know you have that experience after doing few years of consulting and you learn with well. Especially in my background, at least, that it was always like, well, there's nobody else to blame. There's nobody else to actually take the role. You just needed to deal with the situation and up to the level with the with the have a discussion with the developer or CX, CXO level in the leadership in the in the large customer. Just go with it, adapt, and and do the thing. And that helps on, you know, on the on the on the community engagement as well and the, and your role right now because you you also have that background. So, like yeah. Walde has as well. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and also having that real world experience of building yeah. things and, and like you Gary said already, having that, you know, experience of those pain points as well, understanding mm -hmm. that, well, okay, so these are the areas which we can improve. So it's not a theoretical thing based on reading or whatever. It's a hands-on, oh my God, this is too hard uh, feeling and then starting fixing that. Yeah, and, and I think one side as well is, you know, uh, being able to build relationships with people as well. Sure. And, and, and that's, that's a, a, I guess, you know, being a consultant, you do that with customers anyway. You want to build a trusting relationship with them so that they trust you for the work that, that you're going to do. And then, you know, when coming into advocacy, it's, you know, working with all these different groups that we work with. Um, you know, we rarely just work with one group. It, it's like to, to do things as well. You don't just do things on your own or with one True. group it's it's bringing everyone along with you as well and learning that skill um at, certainly at the scale of microsoft is very interesting uh I, me and Waldek joked the other day about kind of the backgrounds of where we've come from and it's kind of like smaller companies and then kind of scaling up and then bam microsoft and you 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 realize how big the company is and how many different people are in there that that can help you achieve what sure. what you want to achieve um is uh yeah I, I find that that that's quite an incredible part of the job um certainly unique that we're in a position that we can bring others along um of different groups uh to, together um to uh to you know either create content or run events um as well um and ev everyone has their, their their role in in that um but you yeah you kind of have to take your your hat off of okay i need to do this and i need to produce you know this expert of content it's like well <laughs> how can we go bigger than that um, you mentioned you mentioned experiments and events two things hmm. um what's cooking now what's what's yes, on your what's mind the as interesting 
Yes. So what is cooking? Well, as of last week, uh, so we announced that uh, on June the 1st, there is going to be a global hackathon taking place. Um, so this is the Hack Together, uh, the Microsoft Teams Global Hack. Um, yeah, it's a long name, but Hack Together Teams, that'll do. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so we're inviting uh, everyone, really, whether you're, um, you know, kind of just starting out um, doing development, maybe you're thinking of switching careers, or you, you're actually an experienced developer and you just want to play around with things, right, and just try something new that maybe you've not been exposed to. Um, you know, I know lots of developers who are building on SharePoint, but maybe not building on Teams, maybe not have that opportunity. But here is an opportunity uh, to come build an app for, for teams, submit your project. Uh, so it's a two-week hackathon, finishes uh, June the 15th. Submit your project, you might win a prize. Um, but you'll learn something as well stickers. As, as you go along. Stickers, yeah, everyone loves stickers. Everyone loves a badge. Um, <laughs> and there's badges. Woo, <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, so this is this is happening. Uh, so um, myself, Waldeck, and the rest of the team, uh, we are you know banging the drum. Uh, to let everyone know about this as well. Um, so we've got a few few weeks, and yeah, there's there's a little event that's happening mid midway before this this actually starts. But uh, you know, with build happening, there's a fantastic opportunity as well for you to take those announcements uh, that will be coming at build and go perfect. There's a hackathon here where I can start learning these new things straight away and start trying them out um as well so yeah if if you are interested um then definitely go along and and register so we've, we've got a short link so it's uh, aka.ms slash uh, hack dash together dash teams um so go along to that register um your participation um and then just get ready for for the event to start so we've also got some live uh, events that are happening as well throughout the two weeks so we've uh, on june the 1st when i guess everything starts we've got a keynote taking place um as well and then, then we've got uh, several events uh, running up to to the 15th when when we close as as well um so take a look um Add the events to your calendar as well. Make sure you don't don't miss them. Um, and um, as well as the live events where you know you'll be learning about how to build on Teams, get inspiring ideas from uh, you know, people within Microsoft as well as the community as well. So we've got MVPs uh, who are going to be uh, presenting. Um, is there's an opportunity to connect with the with the experts um, as well. So um, we've got the GitHub discussions that you know, if you want to get involved, introduce yourself, uh, you know, try and generate some ideas for for your project. Or I've just got stuck and I don't know what to do. That's the place to, to ask your questions. Um, and you know, either ourselves in advocacy that are always looking there, or the community, I'm sure will will be able to to help you out so that you're you're not stuck um, and you can get all the way to the end uh, and submit your project and like I say, hopefully win a prize. And what are the prizes? So what are we what are we looking into? I'm I'm watching the site right now, so I can actually read the prizes from here as well. But um, what what's the kind of the objective for attendees? Why why would uh, it's testing out things and getting support, of course. You're asking and like five qu questions. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> so, um, in in terms of the, the, so obviously what what we're asking you to do when you sign up, the ultimate thing is 
build something in Teams, build an app. Yep. Um, and in terms of the prizes, we've got uh, different categories of uh, of apps that you can build. Um, so in terms of the prizes, we've kind of got like, you know, grand winner, if you like, uh, that is just the best uh the project that that has been uh, submitted so if you uh, uh win that then you can win an xbox and a 300 dollar digital gift card yep. as well um but then we have uh two i guess more specific categories where we've got the best ai powered solutions um and also the best productivity uh based solutions uh, as well and um you know both of those categories have a 300 dollar digital gift card um prize attached to them um and we also have a community uh hack winner as well so we're really excited that we've partnered with uh, the european collaboration summit uh, which is coming up yep. in in a few weeks uh i'm excited next to go week. to that as well next uh, sorry, week next week Gary, it's no, next week already. Yes. You're, you're sitting there. Week. It's you. I know. I know. Next right? week. <laughs> T minus seven days. Next week. No. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting there and suddenly thinking, I'm sure I'm supposed to do something today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've got a, a, couple, a couple of things to do there. Last yeah. time I checked. <laughs> I, I do, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we have uh, our partnership with the European Collaboration Summit, and they have, uh, you know, uh, kindly donated a uh a, a prize uh so that's a uh, commodore 64 retro com- computer um yep. as well oh might just want to add as well that um if you're looking to register and um, you don't just have to do this alone as well you can register as part of the team so if you have you know friends colleagues just want to get in- involved and um, you just don't want to do it a- alone um then you know definitely all all sign up together um you know i i definitely encourage that as well having done hackathons in the past when you you're doing things with other people um you know when things maybe go oh in a bit tough or you know you you're out of ideas having your network there of 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 colleagues that that are working with you help you you know drive t- towards the towards the end uh, as well so uh, so yeah you don't have to do it alone Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and also maybe another thing to add. Uh, you're like a hack doesn't need to be, you know, it doesn't need to be the next big startup unicorn idea. It can be a small thing, like maybe you completed a learning path or a module and you just went through a tutorial. That's enough already. It only shows, you know, like you've learned a thing and you have a working piece of code. That is even if it doesn't work. Maybe you got to a point and you had this idea, I want to do three things, and you're stuck at one. Still, sharing your code is already showing something so even if you build a hack that doesn't quite work so what you wrote a piece of code you wanted to learn you learned a thing true perfect true. share with others show your skills because maybe somebody else will be able to you know build on it maybe somebody else will have a tip for you that will unblock you whatever like don't get stuck on oh my god it has to be polished and it has to be bigger it doesn't need to be like, every hack is true. better than no hack yes absolutely agree it's the don't boil the ocean uh yes, yes. heard that before it's it's that you you can get in and you have grand ideas and then you kind of overwhelm yourself by the idea that you have in your head and you kind of like, oh well it's become too big and i'll oh, probably not do it now it's like no 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 just you think small um and then just build up and as yep. we we're having a discussion about this the other day Software is never really finished, right? It's always continuously evolving. There's always more things that you can do. Um, but, you know, having something that is, you know, like say, maybe just small and you've got other things and other plans that you want to do like after it. Yep. Do it after. You can still do that and you can still submit it um, as well. Um, and 
once you have submitted it well why not share with that with the community as well right true we've got true. samples gallery we've got community calls you know yep. the hack may be taking place o- over two weeks but that doesn't mean that you just have to finish and yep. you're done with and it's a github repo you never go back to no no you know you can keep evolving it and share that with with other people in the community as well and and use it as an opportunity to maybe go and speak um yep. like we talked about before you know you might be thinking oh i, I need an excuse well it's a perfect it's a great excuse right yes yeah yes right. so and of course uh, every single uh, hackathon participant will get a digital badge from the correctly which is great uh, so the same correctly which is providing all of microsoft certificates certification badges as well so everybody will get one of those who are submitting but like you said gary uh, we this is a great opportunity of building something and showcasing things and then maybe show it in a community call um, for a broader audience. And, and it again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's an idea which counts because again, sharing those ideas will help us as a collective mind to brainstorm even better ideas and then everybody wins. Yeah. So. Yeah. And again, like, like another thing, you know, like what matters is the effort. Like yes. You set the first step towards learning new, new tech. It might work out instantly and you will have this cool working app, and maybe it won't. What matters is you said the first step and you put in the work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you, you also mentioned uh, ECS um, in the context of this. Uh, what's happening? European Collaboration Summit happens a uh, week from now. We're recording this on 15th of uh, May 2023. Um, and it's happening on, on starting from 22nd of May 2023 with a workshop day and then two official days uh, on the workshop. So what are both of you doing there? I know, Waldek, you're there as well. How, how much uh, time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> So, like, as for me, I'm, uh, I've got a few things that are on calendar and few that aren't, right? So I will be a part of the keynote, the Microsoft uh, keynote. I will have a session about the Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy. So these are the two things that are on calendar, and I might be having doing a backup or not, if need be. Uh, but another thing that is on my mind that I want to do that isn't on calendar is be available for folks listen like really genuinely have the time take the time to connect with folks and hear from them what's working what's not where we can improve what they find hard you know because it's uh i try to i try to uh listen to that online virtually as much as i can but now we'll be among i don't know two thousand folks in person 2500 2500 Yes, right. So we'll be able to see all these folks in person. And I really want to take the time to talk to folks in person. So if you are around, if you have something to share, if you want to chat, you want to say hi, find me. I will be roaming along the expo. Like, I don't know, um, Gary, if we should have like an umbrella or a flag (laughs) or like or like 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 a target on our back. Well, what we need to do is, is, you know, when you go to festivals and there's people walking around with the big kind of like drinks buckets on the back and just kind of like, hey, do you want a drink? Do you want a chat? You know, perfect, ice cream. right? Ice cream. Like, oh, yeah. It's good. Ice cream bag, like a big ice cream. Bag. Like, yep. yeah, so we won't have a booth, but we will be around. So if you see us, grab us, say hi, share your experiences. We'd love to hear from from you more than anything else. And. Gary, what about you? So, uh, yeah, so part of that was covered, but but anything similar, specific on next 
Yeah, yeah similar. So uh, part of the keynote uh, as well. Um, so uh, be part of that. And I'm also speaking about uh, how you can extend your Teams apps uh, across Microsoft 365 as well. Um, as we know, SharePoint Framework uh, has got that ability as well. Uh, so we're going to be talking about you know all the ins and outs of of how you can uh, use the you know this new feature um, to uh, yeah have your apps pop up across Microsoft 365 where, where people are working um, yep. as well and reuse the investments of, of your Teams apps and um, things that you've already built. Um, so yeah, I'll be talking about that. And and yeah, just to echo what, what Alex said, really just kind of, you know, wanting to get out there and and talk to people. Um, yeah, really excited. I feel like I'm allowed out uh, of my little bubble. Uh, I don't go to many places. I drop my daughter off at nursery and I might walk around with the, with the dog at lunchtime and that's it. <laughs> I see the, yeah. the same places. So yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, uh, to, to, to go over there and I'm excited for our road trip as well, which we're, uh, which we're going to embark on. Uh, so we're actually going to drive all the way to Dusseldorf um, Ooh, as well. Cool. cool. So yeah. So we're going to drive picking up across the pond, right? So it's like, oh, uh, well, that's <laughs> interesting. You have this James Bond, yeah, yeah. right? Would you just turn into uh, uh, what's called a sun sub? Right? Nearly, nearly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going over on a boat, which is interesting. Oh, okay. so we're going to get the boat over, and then we're going to drive all, all the way through. So yeah. I'm really interested to, uh, uh, to yeah, well, see the outside world and lots of yeah, it, yeah, rather yeah. than excited being and anxious. Coming, coming yeah. to the Europe, you know, it was from the. <laughs> oh yeah, now you oh, uh, yeah. you'll be in Europe again. <laughs> Don't forget your passport. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not have that discussion. I think that's a bit of a <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move forward. <laughs> yes, I should be amongst friends. I uh, I know that. So there we yeah. go. Yes. Should be good. Should be good. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess that uh, sums up uh, the discussion. Uh, I guess this week uh, it's mainly prepping for ECS and Hackathon uh, for all of us um, because I've. Obviously, I will be in Düsseldorf as well. Uh, it will be actually great to catch up both of you um, in person. It's been a while, so, so yeah. Like I don't know what was the, the last time we've seen each other in person. Was it in ESPC Copenhagen? I think was it. Jeez, really? Well, the ESPC Copenhagen was last uh, November. No, I mean the one before yeah, that. The previous one, yeah, 2019? exactly. That's 2018 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that it's yeah, and I mean we talk to to each other almost every day, but we haven't seen each other in person for a long, or at least me, like true. I haven't been anywhere. So true, true. excited and anxious. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's part of the game as well. I guess, I guess everybody is like a lot of people. No, too many people. Too many people. <laughs> so yeah. we had the same if feeling on the else, Las Vegas. It will be a great you know get together of everybody because there will be a bunch of folks whom I known for years you know so like friends you know people that i have that i've known for a long time so it will be it will be as you know it will be like one we're going to an event but it will be really a great place to and time to see everybody uh, catch up with folks in person yeah it will be cool and the way and the weather looks good so at least for now it looks uh forecast looks decent so so in our world there will be a outside venue or outside locate or outside uh, we'll see we'll see anyway i guess that's that's good uh, thank you thank you uh, gary for taking the time on on having a discussion with us and and then we'll of course jump on the weekly articles covering them right after this interview but um i guess that's that's it for now um 
we'll hopefully see a lot of people if you're watching this as this is a fresh episode seeing in the Dusseldorf uh, or maybe if you watch this later on maybe we saw each other in Dusseldorf we'll that would have been really watch, cool as well watch party of this episode and see <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to listen to myself for an hour now <laughs> no that gets complicated but anyway thanks everybody for watching and listening uh, we'll jump on the weekly articles with Waldeck uh, from here Excellent. Thank you, Gary. One more time uh, on the great discussion. Really cool to catch up and looking forward to uh, seeing you at ECS next week and of course seeing other community members in ECS next week as well. Apparently, it's going to get sold out, uh, which is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, 2,500 uh, live attendees, uh, which is... That's really... Poof, that's, that's massive. That's, like, yeah, for yes. an event. And, and I mean, it's really cool, right? Because that event will uh, celebrate its 10 years already yes. around. And, and it's really cool to see like how it would start as a local small event and then over the course of years evolve into this really regional european scale event right yep absolutely absolutely it's a great journey from uh atriatics uh shapewind saturday atriatics in in uh, croatia uh to then to be the central um, European collaboration um, conference. So really, really cool. So awesome, awesome job for, for the team who's actually building the conference as well. Anyway, let's jump on the weekly articles uh, and go through what's happening within the uh, community and within the Microsoft News. So let's start uh, within here. Yes, I'm sharing the right screen. That's good. That's a great start. Uh, so first of all, on the Microsoft Teams flock, uh, establish seamless and secure collaboration across organizations with Microsoft Teams. This is kind of a recap or a reminder uh, on the features and capabilities which are available within Microsoft Teams um, for collaborating across organizations. So really good, good storyline and explaining uh, how things are working and what are the options and referencing the different settings and, and their impact uh, within the work. So that's really, really cool. Now, uh, on the SharePoint community blog, uh, Mark Cashman had a blog post on Jeff Tieper is your co-pilot. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> that is an intriguing <laughs> title. And yes. I suppose co-pilot, so co-pilot is a big thing, you know, especially the last few weeks. If you are around, there's no way way about it. And in this sure. uh, IntraZone episode, Mark Cashman is talking to Jeff Tieper about... Uh, Jeff, so oh, so there is actually multiple guests, right? There is Jeff Tieper, we've got Chris McNulty. No, no, the hosts are Mark and Chris uh, on the show. So oh, gotcha, the, gotcha. The, sorry, yes. sorry. Yes. And it's also <laughs> this this really cool meme which you're showing on a screen. It's co-pilot in SharePoint, not co-pilot in SharePoint, with the right capital P's in the right place. So really Correct. pay attention Correct. to that. But it's, if anything else, it's a really great discussion about the latest announcements that we've heard from the Microsoft 365 conference that was recently in Las Vegas, US. Yep, absolutely. And that's, that was really, really cool setup for sure. Now, on the uh, Microsoft 365 block, uh, they say coordination is the key for spontaneity with these features in Outlook and, and, and Weapon Teams. Um, confusing title, to be fair, uh, especially for international audience. I would be like, Wait, what are you trying to say here? It's a bit confusing. If you know, um, again, you know, right? Like, like yeah, if, exactly. If you can immediately align with with the feature. You're like, oh, that one. But like, you look yes. at the title and you're like, exactly. So what is this about exactly? Exactly. Exactly. But uh, in in this case, we're talking about um, this feature, which is rolling out related on uh, are you working remotely or are you working uh, at the office? And that's actually really, really cool. So you can actually define your or share your working behaviors uh, with the uh, 
uh, team members um, for within your work. And that helps on knowing are you actually at the office or remotely and, and working. For us, working this is not a big thing. Home, which is my office and is remote. So how do yeah, I that's, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> define it in the point. But, you know, uh, for, for those people who are working at the offices, uh, uh, we are not yeah. those. Uh, so it, this is a useful capability what within the Outlook for sure. My office. Yes, it's your office. Yes, Waldek, yeah. we know. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the Microsoft 365 platform block, uh, so there was a really good, uh, nice uh, announcement uh, from Menke and Adriana related on uh, SharePoint admin APIs, which are now in Microsoft Graph, uh, and we'll get more and more of those APIs uh, in future as well. So, uh, historically, these have been only in the classic CSAM client-side object model APIs, and now we're rolling them out in the Microsoft Graph as well to make it easier to have that one API to roll the most. Definitely, I Brilliant. really, really highly desired and asked for a set of APIs. And sure. I can imagine this is just the beginning of, or the tip of the uh, the iceberg, right? Like we will, Correct. I Correct. hope we will see way more because it's just super easy to be able to just call graph for everything and that being just like one-stop shop for everything yep. you, you need to automate. Absolutely, absolutely, really, really cool. And thank you for those updates. Now, this is from my side, which is announcing SharePoint Framework 1.17.2. Uh, so a new uh, batched update uh, for SharePoint Framework. Um, this does not actually mean that there was a catastrophical issues in 1.17. And no, 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 we're looking actually uh, moving to this model where as we are adding a additional things and capabilities or addressing the incoming feedback, we'll roll out a feature as well. So 1.17.2 zero uh 1.17.1 i think there was a one uh explicit issue here which was adjusting 1.17.0 or 1.17.1 other ones were basically additional things um and even on that particular issue uh, it's it's so complicated but there was basically a deep uh, dependency on something uh, else from another team in microsoft and they did a breaking change which is always like uh, come on, stop doing this breaking changes. And then it had an impact on SharePoint framework. So, but all of that is now taken kind of a, uh, away as a future, let's say, an opportunity to, or a thing to happen. So that's that's why 1.17.2 is out. We might have 1.17.3, 1.17.4 uh, within upcoming months as well. So that's the new way of thinking on addressing, um, addressing findings and, and improvements. Now then, and um, this is actually interesting. Uh, so Microsoft Teams have now available in Pocket Preview and Microsoft 365 iOS app. A lot of information in the title. What does it mean? Exactly, right? So like, again, an example of title, and you're like, Microsoft Teams apps available in Public Preview and Microsoft 365 iOS apps. So it's like Teams, iOS, and then finally it clicks, right? So a while yeah. back, we announced that you can extend or expose Microsoft Teams apps in Outlook and Office, and Office being the old name for the Microsoft 365 app on the web. Now we have a preview of the Microsoft 365 app for iOS on iPhone. And in there, you will be able to use your Teams apps. So it's kind of the ability for you to use your Teams apps in your M365 app on your iPhone or iPad. Yep, yep. And that is now currently in preview. Yes, yes, really, really cool. Yep crawling out those features across the whole device stack, which is really, really great. 
Now, there was a, also an update related on uh, Microsoft Drive Co-SDK uh, from MySorisi, uh, which is now generally available. Uh, so if you are using or building co-applications, uh, you can take advantage of that. So really, really cool stuff um, there as well. I'm not a Go developer, so uh, I can read you that. You won't go, but other people will go with Go. <laughs> That's true. Now, um, also uh, on our Viva Explorers, which is a community initiative, is organizing a Viva Around the World uh, event on June 2nd. Uh, really, really cool uh, setup as well. A lot of, lot of sessions uh, running across the world within uh, 24 uh, hours. It's actually more than that, um, but really, really awesome kind of a flow of sessions across the world um, and different presenters, of course, in a different locations as well. So awesome, awesome setup. Uh, a lot of, lot of awesome sessions um, uh, to get to check out as well. Cool. Related on Microsoft Viva. If I click that one, yes, I'm actually getting the session details. Cool. I'm just trying to figure out how that works. Here we go. Cool. And then uh, uh, Stefan Bauer had a plug, uh, a new series, or actually the biweekly update, um, are kind of a trying to to start a new news article style blog post where he's he's raising interesting things which are getting rolled out across the styling and html and client side development tooling uh within the well web stack development so this is not really about microsoft 365 only this is all up what's happening within the within the area cool that's really really cool marcus miller had a new blog post related on sharing uh, best practices on PMP provision and templates. Exactly right. So if you have a need to scaffold, in our words, provision um, set of sites, libraries, whatever config in your tenant, the odds are high that you probably will use the PNP provisioning uh, templates for, for that. And Marcus shares his best practice based on his extensive experience. So if you are in this space, if you're working with already, or you're looking into it, you will find this article invaluable because you will be able to learn and say, like, hey, maybe there's a thing or two for you to pick up too. So yep. check it out. Absolutely. And uh, then Peter Venstra had a blog post related on sites, your power apps with height and weight in uh, SharePoint web parts. Um, so if you are surfacing the power apps inside of SharePoint web parts, uh, how would you adjust the things and, and set sizing and all of that stuff? And that's actually really, really cool. Useful, useful scenarios as well. So thank you, uh, Peter, on that one. Then we had a new show from the Messaging Center show, uh, so Daniel and Daryl, uh, related on, on uh, episode 284. Um, and that's basically, again, catching up on what are the latest announcements uh, within the Microsoft Message Center, which we use for rolling out announcement features for tenant administrators. So a really, really great show to catch up on, on what's happening there. So what about the other new things? We have connection dashboard customization coming out and, and Viva in case iOS and self navigation updates, a lot of other cool things. I think this one, the domain thing, which we talked about a while back is probably the most interesting one uh, within the future yeah. as well. So Definitely, like one, one name, consistent name across Microsoft or Microsoft online apps. Yes. So basically you have a consistent experience across all of them as opposed to, you have uh, Teams URL versus different SharePoint URL versus different Outlook URLs. Like, no, 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 like we are trying to make it consistent across the board, which is always good. 
Yep, absolutely. Now, Adam Wojcik had a, a, a tweet related on the new version available on the Viva Connection Toolkit. Uh, Adam has done a great job on, on uh, evolving this um, and uh, adding new features on the Viva Connection Toolkit, which is still in preview, 0.5.2. A um, lot of, lot of awesome, awesome features inside of that as well for SPFX uh, developers. So awesome, awesome. And feature. since we are on Twitter, let's share another tweet that we had uh, from Kevin. Uh, I share them with you in the chat. Let's include uh, it too. Yes, we covered that one in here. Oh, was it this one? Okay, sorry, I didn't. <laughs> like my original like tweet, there was no tweet. Where's the, the tweet? You, yes. you mentioned it directly, yes. indirectly here. Yes. Cool. Yes. Gotcha. Just to be gotcha. my explorers around the world. <laughs> Just ensuring that we cover all of the uh, graphs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. No worries, no worries there. Now uh, on the Microsoft Power Platform uh, YouTube channel, uh, there was a new video from the. Uh, Power Platform Connection, episode 13, uh, with Hugo and David. And this is actually an interesting episode as well. They they actually trail into David's history and, and how he came to be a community um, a community lead and community manager within the Power Platform. What does it mean and all of that stuff. So really, really cool uh, episode. Thank you, Hugo and David, on that one. Uh, there was also a new episode from uh, Paolo related on uh, Microsoft 365 apps with SharePoint Framework 1.7.2. So how can we now create Microsoft Teams personal apps with SPFX and what do we need to do to extend those to be available in Microsoft Office and Outlook, uh, which is really, really cool as well. So uh, I think we actually have a live demos here as well. So explaining, uh, and I think, do we, do we have it? No, no. Okay, so we're doing the baseline uh, extension. Outlook, yes. That's really, really it cool. Is an outlook. It is yep, an outlook. Yeah, that is an outlook. And four minutes and 41 seconds uh, to cover uh, what it means in practice. Uh, what does it mean in practice? Really, really cool. Thank you, Paolo, on that. Shane had a new video as well. Exactly, about validating inputs, warning users, and disabling buttons in Power Apps. In other words, key features that you need in every power app you build because you want the user experience to be great like you don't want people to fill a form in click something and guess and hope for the best like you can make that experience way better by bringing some of these features and checks up front so that they will get that uh feedback as quickly as they can avoiding you know confusion and all of that so check out these tips because they will help you build better power apps yep absolutely really really cool uh cool scenarios um and and support uh features to take into account. And then Juliana DeLuca had a new video on how to use Microsoft Loop to supercharge your team's meeting notes. Uh, we use this internally quite uh, quite widely as well. So it, it's a great way of actually getting notes within the Microsoft Teams meeting. Thank you, Juliana, on covering that. But I guess that's it uh, for today. That is true. So it is it is everything for today, but we will be back later this week for us. Yes, but then the show really, yeah, yes. So, All right, yeah. so we will be back. We will see each other a lot. We will see each other today. We will see each other, I don't know if you have, yeah, we have something planned for tomorrow too, and then Wednesday, and then Thursday and Friday, we are both off, I reckon. Yes, Thursday and Friday, both off, yes. Um, this and week then in, next in, week in person, seeing each other yep. in person. Like, that that is big. really cool. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Now, thank you everybody for watching and listening. Please use hashtag BMP Weekly in Twitter. Uh, if you are using Twitter, it helps us on finding the great content and articles and, and discussions, what you're using as well. It uh, helps us to call them out uh, within the show. Other than that, keep the feedback coming. Uh, we're always interested on adjusting the show based on your input. That's it for now. Thank you, Waldeck. Thank you, Vesa.
See you, everybody. Okay. And thank you, Gary. Cheers, everybody. Bye-bye.